Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to give a voice to the women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. Today's guest is Laura Boquion. Laura, thank you for being here today. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to learn more about you. You're fascinating. Uh, We connected on the internet like so many people do these days. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course. Um, So I'm Laura Bouquillon. I want to say your accent was great when you said my (laughs) name. (laughs) Um, I'm so a French woman uh, based in Montreal, Canada, uh, and I'm 29. Um, So yeah, I studied in political science um, back in Paris. And I guess uh, just to introduce myself, what you need to know about me is that I've always um, been meaning to find um, a sense of being meaningful in my, you know, in my choices, in my, in my career. Um, I wanted to, you know, wake up with a sense of being useful, um, whether it was, you know, for people, or for the economy, for the arts, for society. Um, I think it's a, you know, it's something that I have in common with a lot of um, people in my generation, um, or, you know, maybe other generations as well. But I know It comes up a lot with my friends when we talk about what we want to do every day. We try to have a a meaning and, and, you know, uh, know that we can make an impact. Um, So I started, I chose the cultural sector uh, in Paris for those reasons. I just wanted to help, um, you know, creators, artists um, get more visibility and get more platforms to um, create. And um, so I worked for the Google Cultural Institute, Google has an office in Paris, um, and then I worked with um, RTIPS and other um, online media. So I was already very um, techy, if I can say that. Um, yes. Trying to uh, just mingle two worlds, uh, the arts and uh, technology, <laughs> um, to try to make it more accessible. And so always wanted to have also um to use tech in a good way if that can you know that makes sense Um, yes it does let me ask you this so um what i hear you describe is what we i recently had a podcast where we talked about the japanese concept of ikigai which is yeah yeah, i think that's what (laughs) you and a lot of millennials focus on where you find your purpose in life by marrying something the world needs with something you're passionate about, with something that you're good at, and still getting paid for it. So I love that. Exactly. And I think, you know, even, you know, we're recording this in, uh, in a time of, you know, pandemic and, and uh, in, a, in a lockdown. And so I think it's even, you know, more important in those times to kind of understand what is our role um you know i don't want to get too philosophical about it but um i think it's still what you know drives us every day and you know we wake up every day with that that sense of you know what what am i going to do today to make a difference or even you know and, and when i say make a difference it could start with something very small you know it can be like a baby step at our own level but i feel like yeah it always drove drove uh, me um, throughout my, my choices and my, my career choices. Um, and so today I'm, um, I'm working for um, one of the pioneers in crowdfunding. Um, the company is called Ulule. 
Um, it was based uh, and founded in Paris um, and then expanded in North America with um, Montreal headquarters. I think, you know, the, the French, uh, <laughs> the French mafia helps. <laughs> um, and, um, and so, yeah, we, we basically, it's actually quite more than a crowdfunding platform today as it really, you know, of course it, it helps um, creators, entrepreneurs um, collect funds for their projects. Um, but we also fully support anyone really uh, who has like a, a project that they want to, they want to, um, you know, actually they want to move from idea to action because a lot of people have projects that it's, it's only in their heads and in their minds. And so they come to us and they're like, yeah, I want to actually do something about it and try, you know, try and, and take that leap of faith and go from idea to action. Um, so, wow. Yeah. I talked to Ilule um, about my business. Um, I have a lot of ideas in my head. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, you're, you're also, I, I've, I had reached out to you on, on LinkedIn, like you mentioned, because I, you know, I saw that you were helping so many, you know, uh, business owners. And so that's exactly what we're trying to do, you know, create that ecosystem of support for um, creators and entrepreneurs to actually, well, yeah, take, have the courage to take that leap of faith because it could be scary, you know? Yes, it can be. And I know that a lot of people who are idea people are often um, paralyzed when it comes to actually, how do I act on these? You know, I'm, maybe I'm a visionary, but not a tactician. Um, you know, so I think it's wonderful what you do. Exactly. And then the, the beauty of it is that crowdfunding, you know, running a crowdfunding campaign is tough and is actually kind of in a nutshell what the entrepreneur or the creator would live um, by, you know, running their own business. Meaning, you know, when you do a crowdfunding campaign, you have to think about, you know, legal and branding and communications and marketing and all that stuff and logistics. So you need skills. You need to actually acquire skills or test your skills um, to run a crowdfunding campaign. So it's also a good test. You know, it's also like a kind of a good, uh, Crash test, crash test of your own skills, um, and also you get to confront the the project to the to the crowd, right? And they're the they're the ones kind of deciding, if I can say that, if you know um, y your project has potential or um, or even if they don't decide, at least they can give you hints, feedback, um, and especially for thinking of, you know, B2C businesses, um, so directly addressed to consumers, having their feedback is so valuable for an entrepreneur. So it's also a, a good test run for this. Yeah, it's like a focus group where in the end you might get some money. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's exactly <laughs> what it is, a giant focus group. And yeah, the, it's all or nothing, right? So it's just like... Um, uh, you know, on Kickstarter or other platforms um, that exist out there, you have an objective, a financial objective, you, you know, you, you say, I need like $10,000 for my first batch uh, of, you know, this product. And then you test it. And if you get the, the money, then, you know, all good. And you collect the funds and the backers um, uh, 
uh, give you that money, but then if you don't reach the goal, well, nothing happens. So it's also kind of a, um, a way to anticipate, you know, the, the risks um, without any risk, yeah. really. Yeah. I love that. This is so unique. So when I went to Cornell and studied entrepreneurial um, courses and classes, we talked a lot about various sources of funding and crowdfunding was one of those sources. And I've never engaged in that, but it was very fascinating to me. And now I have a better understanding of what it is that you and, and your company uh, do together. So that's wonderful. Um, yeah, I hope that all my entrepreneur friends listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's um it's really it's really impressive to see the, the diversity of projects that we get on the platform um you know in 10 years we've had over 30 30,000 um projects um in you know it could be a new product it can be it can be like a service um we also have a lot of not-for-profits um collecting funds for a new project um artists uh cultural projects of all types and um, i have a couple of referrals for you that we'll talk about after the recording but um definitely i i totally get what you do i value what you do i love what you do and i have i think a few entrepreneurial women some have gotten funding and some have not yet gotten funding so i think that i should introduce you to them and you can awesome. carry on conversations offline yeah, we, we focus a lot on uh, women entrepreneurs, actually, because they're, you know, we, we, we actually, it's interesting to see that um, in crowdfunding and on our platform um, as well, um, 50, you know, it's, it's very equal. 50% are, are women, 50% are men. Um, so, you know, we see that um, crowdfunding is also an opportunity for women to, you know, get other sources of funding because you know as 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 the listeners um might know um it's harder for women to to get access to other types of funding um harder than for men um yeah. so we, we like to focus on on women entrepreneurs for that reason as well and, and give them the support um, they deserve and they need you are the perfect guest for this show <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome so i understand uh, your stage in life and career so you may not have had your proudest professional accomplishment yet, but to date, what would you consider that? Um, you're right. I think, you know, I'll have a lot of um, proud professional accomplishments in the future, but I, I still, you know what, I'm, I, I, I already have um, so many initiatives that I'm so proud, you know, uh, of. And at Ulule specifically, you know, one of the most recent ones is that, that um, you know, I run the marketing team. Um, we're a group of you know young people um, trying to organize initiatives for uh, entrepreneurs, and one of them um, is called Pitch Pitch. So we've basically we've started with one event in Montreal. You know, in our offices, um, we just decided to do a call for projects for women entrepreneurs in Montreal, and you know, tell them, hey, do you have an idea? Come pitch it to the stage and launch a, a you know a crowdfunding campaign to kind of test that idea um and confront confront it to the crowd um and we've had you know like 30 women uh in our offices it was it was amazing like 400 people and we were like wow we're onto something and you know we need more of these and so we've expanded and scaled up the program and and since then uh, so that was like two years ago 
And since then, we have 100 events a year um, wow. in Canada, in the US, in Belgium, in Italy, in Spain, in France, you know, so it's, um, and we're still the same number of people in the team, right? So it's just, it's just, yeah, I think it's one of the proudest professional accomplishments that I have. Um, and also, also a way to show that we have to start somewhere, you know, we, would ne we would never have anticipated that, that success for those events. Um, but, you know, we started somewhere, we tested it and it worked and it still works. So, um, yeah, pretty proud of that. <laughs> that is remarkable. I have chills with this story because as a woman entrepreneur, I know how hard it was and still is, you know, I only opened my company two and a half years ago. So I understand women who have this idea and this cause and they believe so passionately in it. And there is a market for it, but they don't know how to secure the funding that's required to make it have legs, if you will, to give it legs. So um, I love this. This is incredible. I, I don't do a lot of research on my guests before the podcast because I want to get to know them on the podcast. Um, that makes for a more genuine and authentic conversation. This is just incredible. I'm going to research uh, Ulele and you and, and connect you with a couple of women. One I know um, is in London. Another is in Chicago. And they have remarkable businesses doing great for others, especially uh, the one in Chicago. Her work is superior. And I think she'd be amazing on stage at one of your events in the crowdfunding. Um, and, and I too would like to learn more for myself and my own business. So Thank you for doing what you do and sharing that story. You should be proud of that accomplishment. Well, who along the way mentored you or maybe was an inspiration to you? Um, you know what? I want to say it was a mix of, um, you know, my parents, my family, and, and then all the bosses I've had. <laughs> nice. Um, I think it's important. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's important to mention my, my parents because, you know, definitely we inherit um, a lot, you know, a lot from them, obviously. And, and um, my optimism, I think, <laughs> comes from my mom. Um, and it's set so important, you know, I think for me and for women in general, I think, to have uh, a strong female role models. Um, and teaching me that optimism, you know, is very linked to what I've just said before. And thank you for your compliments. I mean, just starting somewhere, having the, the energy of believing and um, trying to make stuff happen. Um, yeah, it's very important. And she also taught me empathy. And I think, you know, I'm, now that I'm leading a team, you know, with, um, um, a junior manager. And so I'm learning management and learning also to, to, to work with a, a small team and uh, empathy I've found is, you know, very, very key for that. Um, and then, you know, of course, I believe that all my bosses in general have taught me, well, practically everything and it's contrary. <laughs> um, like, you know, I've had one boss who was like very perfectionist and who taught me to, you know, plan everything and be super organized. And then my current boss is is in is very much turned to you know acting and action. So you know he says done is better than perfect, right? So oh, I love that. <laughs> I say that all the time. Good and done beats perfect and pending. 
I, I love that. And you know, for me as a European uh, person, I think I'm, I'm more on the plan everything side. Um, but I, I think it's, it's very much of a cultural difference uh, with North American people who are, I believe, very much, you know, if I can try to generalize it, of course, not, not to be too stereotypical, but I feel like North American people are more into, you know, doing, doing stuff, doing stuff, uh, trying out stuff, and um, even if it's not perfect. So, um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of uh, in between, you know, as a French woman in, in North America. <laughs> I love that. You're the best of all worlds. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Um, well, let me ask you this. You know that uh, clearly, obviously, with what you do, you believe in lifting women in business. Uh, what is something we can do every day outside of your remarkable events that we can lift one another? Um, I think I, I really believe in the power of, uh, you know, connecting and sharing each other's stories. And, you know, that's why I'm so glad to be on your podcast today. I think um, and also, you know, having connected with you on LinkedIn is also just, uh, in a nutshell, um, examples of what I believe in. I think we all have um, so many strengths and so many experiences that it's so just valuable to share them and also to um, lift each other up by helping each other with just even one or two connections. And, you know, I'm talking business connections, but also um, connections with people that could you know, just give you a brighter or another point of view. Um, yeah, I really believe in that to just um, um, talk to as many people as possible, you know, about what you do, about what you believe in, and especially to some people who are very, very different from you to kind of have, you know, just opposite uh, points of view than yours. I think it's, it's so important. Um, and, you know, today... LinkedIn is a game changer for that. You know, you can talk to pretty much everyone. <laughs> That's how we met, right? <laughs> That's how we met. And, and yeah. uh, it's so, so empowering, actually. I think we, we still, I, I know I still underestimate the power, you know, of, of those connections. Um, and um, we, so for, with this in mind, um, I've personally created a, at Chilule uh, a program, a recovery program uh, in the context of COVID-19 um, for women by women. Um, so really this idea that, you know, I wanted um, women leaders with experience um, to mentor other women leaders, uh, so to mentor female mentees. Um, so what I did is that I just, I literally went on LinkedIn. Um, I've gathered a group of women leaders. It was for Women's Month in March. Um, and, you know, at the time, I, I didn't think of, of you know, them for, for a recovery program. At the time, it was just to, I wanted to interview them for um, Women's Month um, so that they could share their stories, their experience, their careers um, as, you know, sources of inspiration for other women. Um, and then when the crisis um, of COVID-19 uh, broke out, I decided to gather them again to ask them to kind of be ambassadors of that new program Aww. to help other women entrepreneurs uh, recover from it, um, you know, and, and by coaching them. And uh, so, yeah, so I really, I really believe in the, the power of um, uh, co-mentoring as well, you know, and, and sharing. And it could be as simple as... Um, 
getting on a phone call or Zoom call and and exchange your experience, you know, exchange ideas and share your experiences. This is so beautiful. This is definitely in line with what I do and believe and feel. And I'm so glad to see that this is, you know, for you, this is common practice, which is really nice <laughs> because I think that generationally women, um, it, like back in the 90s, we used to have to mimic men in order to be successful. And I think that instilled a lot of competition amongst women to get the two spots at the top. Whereas my focus is let's carve out more spots at the top and be who we are um, and, and collaborate and lift other women and not compete with them. Um, there's plenty of work to be done and the talent will emerge. I mean, we can all do our part to create change. So I love that you automatically have that mindset. I actually, in many women that I work with, have to try to change their mindset to that more collaborative approach. Um, so thank you for being that way and for sharing that message and living by example. Thank you. You're welcome. So what has been a big challenge or maybe a setback that you've overcome and how did you overcome it? Ooh, so I have to say um, the lockdown um, and, you know, the crisis of, of COVID-19 has been a, a really big challenge. Um, I think, you know, for all of us, obviously, on a personal note, on a professional note, um, for me specifically, um, you know, I'm part of the I, the privileged ones and you know it's it's important not to forget it um but definitely having to for example reorganize that solidarity um and you know i was speaking of the 100 events that you know my team organizes year round um with you know the the crisis obviously those events were all canceled and so so many entrepreneurs were were you know hoping on those events to kind of launch their projects so we had to kind of, you know, reinvent um, and go virtual. <laughs> um, How's that going? How's it going? So we're, yeah, so we're doing that right now. As we speak, you know, we're having our first um, virtual pitch pitch event uh, two days, uh, in two days. Wow. Um, so so I'm, I'm really excited to see how um, it will go. But in the end, you know, I, I think that it, it was actually an opportunity for us and the entrepreneurs to get even more traction because you know you go virtual you go online so your potential crowd and your potential reach is even higher than you know what you would have at an event in LA or you know in a closed area right um, so we're trying to make you know to make the, the best out of it the most out of it um, but still, well, how, I how think do people sign on, like, how do people become audience members in this virtual? So, so we really, we really work uh, with it just like a physical event. So we have an actual Eventbrite link where you register. Um, yeah. And then they get notified. Um, and we also use social media a lot, meaning we live stream, uh, the pitch pitch event on our website but also on uh, our facebook our you know youtube account etc um we we, we really want to leverage the, the power of social media for that um so hopefully you know it will in the end be a, a good thing 
Um, but yeah, it was still, I think for a lot of us, it was still a, a great challenge to kind of rethink everything you were used to doing. <laughs> Exactly. I do events as well. In fact, when you reached out to me, it was um, around the same time where I hosted my annual event and I too am having to transition to virtual. Would it be okay if I had my events manager contact you and maybe talk about best practices? Absolutely. My pleasure. Oh yes. I think we uh, really have to support each other. Uh, it's so, it's difficult to, to, to go from physical to virtual. Um, and there are so many also everyone and, you know, uh, Zoom, Facebook, LinkedIn, they're all also, you know, inventing new features and trying to invent that online experience. So it changes pretty much every week. <laughs> um, so I'm happy to, yeah, I've been, I've been really, uh, um, you know, focused on the changes and how can we make a, a, a great online experience. So I'd be happy to, to help, of course. Thank you so much. I had to um, cancel one event. Um, well, I canceled it, but then I put it off into February, but I still don't, I think that perhaps it should be virtual anyway, because we don't have a vaccine yet. So I don't want to put anyone at risk. So your help would be great, greatly appreciated. Let me ask you this, Laura. Tell us something uh, surprising about you, perhaps. Everything <laughs> I've heard is surprising. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would say, I don't know. I, I would say that um, uh, so very recently, I've been surprised, you know, I'm surprising myself to be comfortable um, working from home. Um, I don't know if that's something that's very uh, <laughs> surprising for everyone, but no, for those, you know, who listen and who might know me in real life, um, I'm very much, um, you know, social and I like to work in a setting where I can, you know, brainstorm with the team in the same room. And um, I really believe in, you know, the, the, you know, physical um, offices, and I'm not, I wasn't such a fan of, of remote work. Um, I still believe that, you know, even with all the, the, the good aspects of virtual life and social media, um, we still need to connect. And that's why, you know, we were so proud of doing those physical events where we could see that the woman entrepreneurs pitching um, had actually that, you know, emotion, that adrenaline of, I'm in front of 100 people, 200 people, or maybe even 20 people. And it's, it's the first time that I'm pitching my project out there. And it's, you know, it's scary. Um, but with, you know, with the, 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 the times that we are now in, I'm starting to see that, you know, we can as well organize that solidarity and that work um, and that adrenaline from our own homes <laughs> and uh, recreate that experience of um, launching a business from your Zoom account, you know, <laughs> and yes. from the comfort of your home. Um, but, you know, it's still a work in progress. I think we have a, a lot to learn and see post, you know, post COVID-19 world, uh, what, how, how will the two coincide? And yeah. Exactly. It will be a, a, I think that when people say, when we go back to normal, they're mistaken. It will never be the way it was. So I think yeah. those people and companies who are uh, grabbing the bull by the horns, so to speak, and taking initiative and being creative and innovative during this shelter in place time in our lives 
are going to come out ahead in the um, on the other side of this, whatever that looks like. Um, well, let me ask you, you're so remarkable. I'm so, so, you know, honored and feel so fortunate that you reached out to me on LinkedIn and we developed this friendship is what I'll call it. And uh, I want to know if other people want to reach you and get to know and respect you for what you do as I do, how can they reach you? Of course. Um, so they can email me, you know, anyone can email me. Um, my email address is Laura at ulule.com. So that's U L U L E. Um, com. And also, you know, I'm, I'm also very connected on LinkedIn, as you can understand, um, as I really believe in the power of connecting. And so LinkedIn, uh, Laura Bookion is my last name. Um, so really don't hesitate. I'm, I'm always uh, very eager to, to connecting and, and sharing ideas. She means that, folks. I'm, I'm definitely an example of the truth in her statement. So Thank you so much, Laura. You're fascinating. I love what you do. I can't wait to have an offline conversation with you. Um, thank you folks for listening and for tuning in.